everybody, and welcome to the 42nd ever episode of the West Coast Preps Podcast. I am Chris Jackson, joined here again by Gregory Morlantoon, and we've got a special guest, Anthony Hanna. How are you doing today, sir? What's up, fellas? How y'all going? How y'all doing today? Good. Great. Pleasure to join us today. Oh, yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. First off, introduce yourself and tell the audience more about what you do. My name is uh, Tony Hanna. I'm uh, co-founder um, of Above It All. I'm also president of the Conquer Chapter. What we do is we uh, mentor, coach, and teach uh, youth, um, a nonprofit organization uh, that's been around for about three years now, I'm working in the communities. I'm out here in uh, Concord. I'm partnering with uh, CYC, the Community Youth Center. And then I have my partner, Clint, who's working out in uh, Brentwood, Antioch area with a, a different chapter of Above It All. And how did you get into this line of work in the first place? <clears throat> uh, just always been working with youth and just decided that, uh, you know, it was time for us to start something to give back to the community. Um, like I said, I've been involved with uh, coaching youth sports for over 20 years now. Um, started out with the youth programs, uh, worked my way up from there to Harris's High School, and um, now I'm at Dale LaSalle and the uh, JV squad, and I uh, just wanted something of my own to be able to, uh, you know, give back. It, I wanted to take it a step further, just, just not the coaching part, the mentoring too. And then go into how you started Above It All and how all that came together. Um, Above It All came about, like I said, about three years ago. We were uh, talking about, you know, our kids had uh, graduated. I coached Clint's son also at Heritage High School. And uh, we were just talking about how we could start something and get something going. Um, like I said, they have the youth programs out there, the tackle football programs, the Antioch Youth and East County. But uh, we wanted to do something during the off season. Um, 707 was just coming about and um, it wasn't popular yet. And um, we decided to go for it. Um, it was it was something that, like I said, was in the making for two years before we actually put put it out there. And you mentioned your partners a little bit already, but go more into them and how did you all, I guess, come together and work together to form what you're doing now? So, uh, like I said, me and my partner is uh, Clint Avila. Um, we uh, started, like I said, sitting down putting the scopes together as far as the uh, 707. 707 is a vehicle, um, a tool for it that we use to bring in the youth into the program. Um, we know that the kids love sports and stuff like that. So um, that was our focus to get them in, but it's also mentoring and helping them out. And, you know, um, a lot of these single home uh, mothers, parents that, you know, can't raise their kids. And a lot of people was commuting, you know, out there in Antioch and Brentwood. So it was a way for us to be able to focus and gather them in and help them out with their grades and, you know, get them involved in our program year round. And then going into it more is when did you know this was something that you wanted to do and something that you really wanted to help kids and mentor? Well, um, I'm also a mental health counselor. I work for John Muir Hospital. Um, I've been working there for over 16 years. Before that, I worked at um, a place called Seneca Center. It's a big program that they have over in um, Oakland, California. And uh, they had programs all around the Bay Area. And um, it was just since I was in college, that was something that I knew that uh, I wanted to do. Um, I'm coming from Oakland, California. And being a youngster, it was a thing to where, um, you know, getting in trouble and stuff like that. My mom brought me out this way to um, Pleasant Hill. I graduated from College Park High School. So and that was back in the day in the 80s, you know, and uh, it was just like, 
not many of us out here, <laughs> put it that way. But it was a thing to where I evolved and um, I came about and it was a thing to where I knew at some point in my life um, that I wanted to give back. And this is just some work that um, I wanted to do to be a counselor, so to help out kids. And how important is what you do during any time period? And then going off of that, how important is it, especially just doing what you guys do now in the middle of a pandemic when everything's back to being shut down? Man, um, God willing right now, it's, it's a thing to where, I look back on it, you know, since March, and it's a blessing, truly, that we're still going, you know. I mean, everybody has to had to switch up and, you know, do diff different things and do di things different. I don't think there'll ever be a sense of normal again, but, you know, we had to just flip the script and try to still get kids outside because the biggest thing is them being cooped up inside. And, um, you know, at first, everything was shut down. We didn't know what was going on, you know, but at some point, the kids had to get outdoors and we knew that we um, parents was calling us and asking what can we do can we go to a car park can we spread out and they wear masks and um so you know we took a risk and we uh we did it you know um and like i said we took temperatures we did all the uh, normal stuff um but just to get the kids outdoors and involved was was big for us we even went to the beach um mike neal is one of our trainers and he had beach workouts and stuff like that so we we're just getting creative you know with the kids yeah, and then before we touch more on mental health stuff, I do want to go into what are some of the different programs that you do with kids? And, you know, you mentioned 7 on 7. I know you guys did a toy drive earlier this month as well. Just go into some of the programs you do to help and mentor these kids as well. So some of the uh, mentorship that we're, we're, we have over at CYC, like I said, we partner with them. They give us a classroom to be able to sit down, not just discuss football, but to talk about what's going on in the kids' lives also. So we have them try to do it at least once a month. Um, I will step up, step it up next month because it's a thing to where, like I said, being in my program, you definitely have to have the mentor piece too. So every Friday they will be involved with uh, the mentorship and we will go into, like I said, having them tie ties, have them talk about what's going on at home, something other than, you know, sports or, you know, stuff like that, what they want to be in life, you know, and just try to give the support, um, start bringing in monthly um, guests, you know, to talk about, how they made it and everybody has a story to tell but you know just to give these kids an avenue and an outlet to be able to see that it's just not one way to do things there's a bunch of things ways to do it so um and with, uh, along with that what we had going also is um we had had planned to go visit a couple colleges like at our level um seventh eighth grade there's nobody visiting these colleges you know they do it for the high schools and stuff like that but i had three college tours set up for um, our seventh and eighth graders to be able to go. Uh, Fresno, San Jose State, Coach Carter over there, congratulations to San Jose State, um, you know, was going to invite us out and just to be able to do the tour thing with the kids. I feel even me back in the day when I was a youngster, if I was able to step on a campus to see and do a tour, I probably would have been like in awe and been like, oh, okay, I need to go to school and step my game up, you know, as opposed to saying, oh, I want to go to college, or I want a scholarship, you know, so just those type of things, you know, giving them visuals and stuff like that. Uh, we even had a fishing trip, you know, over the summer with the kids also. So just doing things different, man, you know, showing them something other than sports too. Like I said, been involved above it all, you know. Yeah. And then the next thing I want to go into, as I mentioned before, is men mental health. And I know right now, Christmas time, holiday season, mental health can be hard, especially in the middle of pandemic. Everyone is stuck inside, not able to do as much as you normally would do. And with Christmas and holidays, going to see family. What are some good ways to improve your mental health during this pandemic and some ways to cope 
and just the message you have as you work in mental health to some of these kids and some of these people that might be having hard times with depression. Yeah, that's uh, huge. Um, like I said, I've been in this field for over 30 years now. And just to see things evolve and, and change is just like amazing now. Um, one of the things I, I want to just stress is that the parents got need to understand that the kids right now are going through things and um, it's not normal, you know, so um, the help is out there for them. But one of the things that also is that you got to acknowledge that, you know, your son's spending a lot of time in the house and stuff like that to be able to talk, you know, for them to open up, um, especially uh, men, you know, our emotions and stuff like that. It's hard for us young men, you know, to be able to express ourselves. So, um, you know, checking in with your child and seeing what's going on with them and how their day was, even now some how their day was, you know, going to communicate. Uh, one of the biggest things right now is depression and anxiety. And a lot of folks don't know how to deal with that, but there's help out there for it. Um, like I said, I've been a counselor now, you know, for over 30 years. And um, it's a thing to where dealing with that, those type of situations, we sit down and try to talk to the kids, you know, to see what's going on. And most of the time that they're talking about that my parents don't understand or people don't understand me, you know, so um, telling them to write in a journal, you know, journaling is always good. Um, just mental um, different type of assignments, you know, so when you come home, you're able to check in with them to see, hey, what you've been doing all day? And you're able to say, where's your journal at? You know, let me see that journal, you know, and just being involved with them, you know, because it's take a walk, you know, go outside to take a walk right now. Um, those type of things. I know it's hard on parents because parents are stressing too. You know, this pandemic is a whole different stress for everybody, you know, including myself. You know, it's like, man, we, we can't do the things that, you know, we want to do. So it's uh, definitely hard. But um some of the kids we, we work with take medications, you know, um, making sure that your, your child take their medications every day. It's important because you say they didn't got better, but how do you think that they got better? They didn't got better from taking their medications, you know, and the stability it's like with you when you're not taking your meds, you'll be a little off, but taking the meds and be able to, you know, get you stable. Um, and all meds don't work for everybody. Don't get me wrong, you know, but for the most part, if your kids is acting out and stuff like that at home, you need to go seek help just to see, um, get some counseling to see what's going on. And you talked about what parents can do and kind of what kids can do as well. What are more things kids can do to help themselves out in terms of maybe just asking for help, seeing a therapist, talking to someone? What are some avenues kids can use to improve their mental health right now? You can definitely uh, check in, like I said, with counseling services or any of that type of stuff. They're available online you can even call me up you know above it all um i'm always here like i said especially to talk and um you know counsel kids um and like i said them being stuck in the house is very hard we gotta you know encourage them to go outside to get outdoors you know um like i said it doesn't necessarily mean that you're running around with other kids or something like that but take a hike go to the beach you know those type of outlets um and definitely like i said check in with them you know most parents are tired when they get home because they commute and stuff like that, but your kids need you now more than ever, you know, um, with things going on. And I just, you know, one kid, check in with all the kids, because sometimes things do, uh, you know, slip through the cracks. And then when you're talking about coaches as well, what are some things coaches can look for in terms of signs of depression? And also for kids when they're with their friends, looking for signs of depression, just so that way they know that they check in on them. What are some things they can look out for? Just the kids, just their normal activities or their behaviors, not the same. You see them that they're uh, not normal, not engaged. Um, 
one of the biggest things too is just you shying away and not really uh, being yourself, you know? And most kids notice that, you know what I'm saying? Interacting or even, you know, talking on the phone. You used to answer your phone all the time. Now you're not answering it, you know? Up late at night on video games. That's another thing. Please cut down on the times on these video games. Like I said, it's easy to sit there and say, oh, okay, it'll take care of itself, but no, it won't. Um, nowadays, like I said, more of the kids are just becoming, you know, um, locked in and not even engaging with folks, you know, isolating. Um, that's, that's bad. That's not a good thing. Isolation is never a good thing. Closing doors to rooms and houses and not communicating is never a good thing. You know, those are the things that need to happen more so um, than ever right about now. So. How important is it for kids to maybe even just get out and people to get out even for just 15, 20 minutes a day, just to get outside of the house, feel the fresh air? It's schedule, yeah. In between, you know, school times, I know they're on the computers and stuff. Well, they're on break now, but on the computer, um, definitely, you know what I'm saying? Schedule that in, Tell, call them up, you know, to get outside. You know, I tell kids right now, go buy yourself a jump rope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go jump rope. Go get you uh, any of the cones and anything. You can work, do all this work and stuff by yourself. Now's the time to be able to do it, you know? Um, but it's important that you definitely get outside, man, because we're almost like, what do they say? Bears hibernating, you know what I'm saying? Right now, you know, so uh, it's, it's not a good thing. And especially, like I said, if you're isolating and being non-social, you know? Yeah. And then I want to go into the importance of sports, not only in mental health, you can talk about that as well, but the importance of sports in terms of jobs and advancing yourself in life and the important things that you learn inside of sports. Well, you know, everybody has that dream to go make it in the NBA or NFL and, you know, um, and that's like a 1%. Uh, kids don't understand that. We don't try to tear down kids' dreams or any of that. But like with my own kids, personally, I had two kids. Uh, I have a total of three, but I had uh, two that was involved in really heavy in sports. And it's a thing to where there's always got to be a plan B. You know, um, that's not promised. Sports isn't promised to you, you know. Um, if you happen to make it and stuff like that, that's, you know, just a cherry on top. But the biggest thing is working towards what do you want to do in life? What's the things that, you know, inspire you? Um, like I said, right now, my passion and everything is working with youth and, you know, being involved in the community. So. Um, with my kids, I have one a police officer, one a nurse, and one cybersecurity. Um, and it's a thing to where I always preach that. And with parents, they need to understand that you support your kids to the fullest in whatever they want to do. It may not be football. It may be, you know, um, well, my older boy plays tennis. You know what I'm saying? So it's a thing to wherever, whatever they want to play, but understanding that there's goals and stuff to meet. Um, I tell the story of um, what I do every year at the beginning of the year with my kids. I would... Um, by a calendar for the year, you know, we would just write down stuff during the week, uh, goals and stuff like that, or things that we accomplished for the week. And by the end of the year, you're looking back on that calendar, like, man, I didn't do some stuff. I didn't accomplish some stuff. And you know what I'm saying? Made those goals. Also, one of the things that we do at the job, um, at the beginning of the year with the kids, um, you know, um, we do, uh, what they call, uh, um, a goals board. So you go through a magazine and cut off, cut out all the things you like and paste them on the board, this, that, and another, but they have to do centered around the goals that you want for the year, you know, and the kids are able to take it home and, you know, work on those things, you know, so. You've dove into mentoring, teaching a little bit too, and coaching, but what are, you talk about the 1% being able to make it big and all of that kind of stuff to make it to the NBA or the NFL. What are some things you guys do 
just with career planning, helping kids figure out maybe what their ultimate ambitions are outside of just playing on the football field or on the basketball court, whatever their playing dreams are. Yeah, and that's what, like I said, we have one day of classroom. So at above it all, we have two days of practice and one day in the classroom. And that's where, like I said, we'll be bringing in um, guests and stuff like that, talking and discussing, you know, things that might interest the kids. Like I said, you never know at this point, you know, where you're going to go, what you're going to be. Some kids do. Um, I was one of those that never did. You know, it was a thing to where all I knew that I wanted to go to the NFL. Once I got to Sac State and I looked around, I had to come up with a plan B because, uh, I wasn't going to NFL back in the day there. Now you can, you know what I'm saying? But back in the day then, I, I wasn't at Cal, I wasn't at Stanford, you know? I wasn't at a big college. So it's a thing to where you have to think in your mind, if they're using me, I have to use them to get, you know, what I want also. So, and that's what we're trying to teach kids. Just being real, man. And the kids know real from fake, you know, especially nowadays, you know? So, um, and that's how we try to com come and involve them. And we check them on their stuff also you know, to making sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do at home, along with the grades and all of that kind of stuff. So it's not a fly-by-night program. It's something that we didn't thought about and that we've checked in with each other, you know, to be able to do, because we all have jobs. This is the thing to where right now, um, you know, we don't have the funding or any of that type of stuff. So we all work regular jobs in order to do this. And then you mentioned goals and the goal board. How important is it to actually write down your goals whether it's small or big instead of keeping it inside your head just so you can visualize what those goals are and you can come back to it like you said right so it's a thing to where you're able to put that thing up on your wall to be able to say like you say short term to goals long term goals so the short term is hey i want to be able to do 15 push-ups by the end of the month okay you can start off with one push-up two push-ups and start adding you know and i tell the kids that especially if i see kids the weights isn't the thing right now you know for the kids that I work with it's your body strength and your core you know what I'm saying so you doing push-ups or pull-ups I ask all the kids parents too to put that pull-up bar in the middle of their doorway so while they're walking back and forth through that door they're doing a pull-up you know and pretty soon they'll be doing five of them you know so um, also with the goal board for the year you're able to like I said be able to set short-term goals and then long-term goals most people want to go ahead and set those big long-term goals which it's hard to really, you know, achieve right then and there. So they don't get that instant success. So they quit or they give up, you know, and that's what you don't want. You want those achievable goals right now at this level to be able to say, oh, yeah, I got that. And that gives you that confidence to be able to, you know, move on to the next. And I'm sure especially right now for a lot of people, it's easy to lose motivation to even maybe do some of those things like workouts because you're stuck at home all day and you, there's not a whole lot of things you can maybe get out of bed, those kinds of aspects. How can right. people, how can we motivate ourselves and motivate each other through this time to so achieve our goals, whether they're small goals, whether it's doing five push-ups in one day or bigger yeah. goals as well? Well, that's another thing that we're working on. We're working on putting something online on our website and stuff like that. And like I said, it's going to be the basics, the general, you know, right at the bottom, anybody that can do it, you know, but to be able to look onto that and be able to add to it as you move along. And like I said, YouTube, kids are on YouTube, the kids are online all the time, you know, look up some of the stuff, you know, to be able to start, but you have to start. That's the whole thing about it, you know, to talk about it and to sit there and not do it is one thing, but to sit there and say, okay, I'm gonna start this and I'm gonna do it. And then the parents, like I said, get involved too. Um, one of my other favorite ones that I used to do with my kids is to get a deck of cards, you know what I'm saying? Pick out that card and whatever you got on that card, that's what you have to do 
whether it be sit-ups, push-ups, burpees, any of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So go through a deck of cards a couple of times, then it's fun, you know, to be able to say, oh, can dad do that or can mom do that, you know? So it's like getting involved with everybody, you know, as a family. And then you also mentioned in their YouTube and let's go over social media a little bit and how that can affect depression and mental health as well. And also the benefits of social media. So just being on social media the whole time and not, like I said, taking breaks and stuff like that will definitely um, mess alter your, you know, mind. One of the things that we, we say is that you earn time um, on the, computer you know what i'm saying so giving earned time as you do things around the house cleaning up the house making sure everything is cleaned up and stuff like that you earn computer time you know it's not just automatic in the family a lot of people will just let them sit in front of the tv or sit in front of the computer all day as a babysitter you know and that's not okay because pretty soon the kids are looking at things but don't know how to talk or don't know how to interact with anybody and prefer to do that as opposed to being around you know people at the uh, table i tell parents right now i said hey um, at some point, turn the TV off, turn off all the electronics, read a book, you know what I'm saying? Even if you're sitting down with them, talk. Everybody got to sit at the table to eat. I mean, you got to get back to some of that old school stuff, man. It's just, you know, because it eats away at the kids' brains right now. It really does. But on the flip side now, you said, on the flip side of it, I mean, all the new, all the latest and the greatest, um, as far as, like I said, looking up things, information, seeking information, that's positive, not just any information, but positive information is great, you know, for the kids. Um, and just being able to, like I said, you know, keep everything in line and keep everything straight on a computer, you know, along with goals and stuff like that is, is a great thing too, you know, so, and just seeing how other people are working out and other people are living around the world and, you know, doing things too is, you know, that's a great thing, but limited in, in doses. And speaking more of above it all, what are some future plans for your organization? What are some goals that you all hope to accomplish together as time keeps going on? My biggest thing is, uh, like I said, to keep moving forward, man, and uh, don't stop. You know, um, like I said, I'm, I know my lane, our lane is, you know, with these youngsters and stuff and just trying to get them involved along with their parents and understanding that we're a great program and a great organization to be involved in, you know. Um, and like I said, whatever I can see, you know, moving forward, that's what we're going to do. Um, right now, we're trying to, like I said, get our elite guys going and we hopefully to take uh, three trips out of state to be able to play some seven on seven. So um, that's one of the things that I'm geared up for right now. Um, I work with the elite program um, out this way. So, um, and we only have one elite. So that's, you know, that's, the, that's what I coach. So um, yeah, we're just trying to, like I said, hone in on a couple of games out of state to give these guys something to do. And um, like I said, our tryouts is on um, January the 10th for everybody um, around this area. So um, the eight to 10 year olds and the 12 year olds will go early and then our 14 and under will go in the afternoon. So, but um if you're elite, give us a call and, uh, you know, we're trying to put that together to go represent California out of state a few times. Yeah, for sure. Go check it out. You guys are doing great things over there for sure. Man, thank you. I appreciate you guys just giving us the opportunity and the platform to be able to express ourselves and let people know, you know, what's going on. So definitely appreciate it. Appreciate that and had to come on. Community's got to help the community for sure. So. <laughs> Uh, before I go into, you said you coach at De La Salle a little bit and you help them out with the JV team. Yeah. What is it you do as a coach to check in with your kids uh, during this time? What are you guys able to do? 
A lot of Zoom, my man, a lot of Zoom. <laughs> um, I got Zoomed out for a minute there. We had been on Zoom since like May, and, <laughs> you know? Um, and so going through the motions right now, they're trying to see if there's still going to be a season, if there's not going to be a season. I mean, it's hard on the kids, you know? Um, so we're still in them pods and stuff like that away from each other. Um, but personally speaking, the, the kids are, you know, um, good. The kids are good. Um, one of the main things, though, is, uh, like you said, just letting them know and understanding that it's hard on everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's not just De La Salle. It's, it's hard on the whole world right now, you know. So. And then let's get into some fun questions about just yourself and what you do as well. One thing we always ask everybody, first off, what's your favorite ever home-cooked meal? Favorite ever home cooked meal? Well, it would have to be from my mom. And uh, there's nothing like having breakfast from my mom. Oh. She wake up in the morning and, you know, would cook and the house smelling like bacon and eggs, you know, it was going to be a good day. <laughs> That's the first time we've gotten a, a breakfast answer. And I actually have to agree. There's nothing better waking up and there's bacon. And it's just you know what I'm saying? Just the smell of that stuff. And, you know, so yeah, I would have to say breakfast, man, for sure. You know what I'm feeling today now is breakfast, breakfast for dinner. That's <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I used to flip the script with my kids like that. They were like, "We're having breakfast for dinner." I was like, "Yeah, why not?" You know what I'm saying? Just to do something different, you know. So right, yeah, I'm doing that today. <laughs> <laughs> Making some pancakes and bacon or sausage. All right, who says it has to be just for morning, right? right exactly. <laughs> I just want to know what I'm having for dinner. So, Chris, what are you making me? <laughs> this is what I'm thinking about right now. I will get back to you in the next couple of hours. All right. Oh. Time right now. I forgot lunch to figure out. <laughs> I'm pretty hungry myself. Yeah. <laughs> so next fun question we got is, who was your favorite athlete growing up as you were a kid? And then who's your favorite athlete currently? Well, I played running back, man, so it was back in the day. Um, I had, like, three guys I would pattern myself after. And the youngsters, of course, don't know about them, not unless you do some research and stuff like that. But the first guy always is Walter Payton, um, just his worth ethic. And, you know, his heart, man, was bigger than life. And if you look back on him, you knew he didn't have offensive line or none of that stuff, but he still ran with the hardest. And then um, Earl Campbell. Um, that guy was a wrecking ball, you know, coming through that line and guys didn't want to tackle him. You know, um, unfortunately, he's paying for it nowadays. You know, he's in a wheelchair, barely can walk and stuff. But he gave his life, you know, to the sport. And then, of course, I think one of the greatest ever was Bo Jackson. Um, I was actually at that Raiders game in L.A. Um, um, when he got hurt and really? it didn't even seem like he was doing anything. All he was doing was like stretching to get that extra yard and you know, to pull that bone off the hip, man, that was ended his career. So, yeah. The crazy thing about Bo Jackson was he was just getting really, really good at baseball, too. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, one of the greatest catches ever, running up that wall and <laughs> snagging that ball, man. So, you know. But, yeah, those those guys right there really, uh, like I said, I looked up to when I was a young young guy. Yeah. And then what about some of your favorite athletes currently playing in today's NFL, NBA, whatever sport well of course it was uh kobe kobe work ethic was was crazy too um loved that guy um also man it was a thing to where just like i said right now 
it would have to be um, somebody like Adrian Peterson or something like that. You know, that guy keeps going and going and in the NFL and on that level, you can't just keep going if you're not putting your body, you know, through it, you know, so you definitely got, it, it doesn't show. And that's the thing too. People don't understand that you go out there and you see it, you'd be like, Oh my God, that guy moves like that. But the work behind closed doors is just incredible. You know, and that, that's why I tell kids when you're sleeping, guys are working. Trust me, you know? Um, so. Another guy like that too is he just keeps going and keeps playing is Frank Gore. Oh, oh man, oh yeah, that's one. Yeah, for sure, man. Man, who who's he playing with right now? I knew he was over. He's with Al. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that guy. Oh my God, you know, Energizer Bunny. And if you go back to him, dude, just seeing that YouTube video when he got hurt, you know what I'm saying? There ain't no way. You know, come on, whoo! And that guy's, you know, still going. Yeah, so, running back, yeah. 37, 38. Yeah. Yeah, how yeah. running backs stay around for like 15, 16, 20 years like that? You know. You don't. I mean, even now, me playing running back, man, I look back on the day, um, and it was a thing when I was at DVC, and uh, I say I should have ran out of bounds. <laughs> That's it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, why did, I run? Well, why did I dive to the ground? You know, but you trying to be that tough guy, and you know, it's just like, wow. You know, back in the day, it was a thing to where, Oh, you just got a bell bell ringer. You know what I'm saying? Get back in there. You know, I probably had a concussion. <laughs> you know? So, but yeah. And then what's your favorite Christmas movie of all time? Family Vacation, man. Yes. Gotta yes. be with the Griswolds. I just watched that last night, too. <laughs> for, for the third time this weekend. Oh, God. <laughs> Heck, yeah. That's the one. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, I think one of mine is it's got to be Polar Express. I mean, that's just really. Yeah, I love Polar Express. I grew up watching that with my mom. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I watched that with my kids and stuff like that. But it, it don't give me like the Griswolds. Yeah, and the Griswolds is different, man. You got Ed and that weird family comes in with their children. <laughs> <laughs> their daughter's eyes are crossed because she fell into a well and they were uncrossed. <laughs> <laughs> which is honestly the best line in tell in movie history right there yeah yeah <laughs> i might need to go watch that uh before before christmas there you go and then a home alone is right there next to it though too first home alone that's a great one yeah, yeah. there's so many good ones and you got elf elf is a good one. Elf, oh yeah oh yeah that's a classic <laughs> yeah and then the next thing we want to go into is what your favorite Christmas tradition is, what you usually do around Christmas time. Um, man, one of the best things that I like enjoy is, you know, just cooking, playing music. You know, um, my dad was a big music guy, you know, and just family time and telling stories and laughing and playing uh, board games, you know, not the video games. We're going to sit around and play a board game like the Monopoly and stuff like that, you know. So, um that's one of the biggest things, but definitely got to have the Christmas music playing in the background. Maybe even turn on the TV with the Yuletide <laughs> log, you know, <laughs> Yule log. I mean, <laughs> so what kind of, what kind of Christmas music? What do you guys rotate in there? What's your favorite? Man, definitely that uh, Motown Christmas man with the Temptations and the Jacksons and all of them. Man, I'm a Motown guy, you know. So I love anything Motown. And then this year you got. Christmas NFL football and also NBA basketball. Yeah, man, that's that's gonna be a great day. That means I'm gonna kick my foot up on the uh, sofa, eat, be merry. <laughs> well, then, you, you know, know? 
then how do the, then how do the Warriors do this season? Let's all throw in some predictions. Well, unfortunately, I'm a Lakers fan, man. Wow. I'm sorry. I grew up back in the day, like I said, I grew up in Oakland, but I'm a Warriors. I mean, I'm a uh, A's fan and I'm a uh, Raiders fan, but the Warriors would always trade away their good players, man. Every time I tried to become a Warriors fan, it just couldn't happen. And then I grew up with Magic Johnson and the Larry Bird thing, so you had to pick one. <laughs> Never mind, we're scratching this whole podcast. I can't, can't post this anymore. He had all these perfect answers, home alone, <laughs> And then I go and ruin it. Yeah, Motown music. Yeah, the A's and Raiders were good picks. Then you just threw in the Lakers. <laughs> the Giants. I mean, no. come on. It, well, I grew up in Oakland, so it's not – I mean, I, I, even when the Niners was good, man, I didn't like them. I like the Warriors, though, when they won their first one, though. You know what I'm saying? Just to see Oakland get one, it was good for the city and everything. But, you know, um, yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, you know, I think the Lakers will win it again this year. If you're going back, yes. back to back. They are. Hold on. Is this like your Jackson 5 pick that we haven't released yeah, yet? Yeah, well, let's just say this is one of them. Lakers or Jackson 5. If the Clippers aren't winning. Nah, heck no. I thought you said. But, you know, it could be the, the Nets, though. You know what I'm saying? You never know. I mean, it's easy, like you say, to sit there and sit around because they're the um, cute pick right now. But you never know. I don't know. I, you know. I, don't know. I just don't think LeBron's going to let that happen as, as coach and GM. Yeah, yeah. And if he ain't got to play the whole time either. So, yeah, you know. Right. Be I remember, Chris, I thought you said that the Warriors dynasty was back with Kelly Oubre. What happened? The Warriors dynasty was back, but now that we found out Draymond is out for the season opener, that might change. <laughs> is that one? Yeah. yeah, I can't. yeah he's not bad, though. He's not bad. That was a good, good. pick. Good. Yeah. I just want to see James Wiseman play. Right, I right. Yeah. It'd actually be exciting to watch basketball this year for a Warriors fan. Oh, because we, we've had it so <laughs> rough now. Oh does Jeremy does Jeremy Lin come back? I wouldn't mind seeing a, a, him play a few games for the Warriors again. If, if the season no. gets ugly real quick, just throw in Jeremy Lin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the last couple of things we got is your favorite TV shows and your movies and something you recommend to watch during uh, during this quarantine time. Um, I definitely like, like I said, I'm old school, so it's got to be, you know, Bill Cosby and the Cosby Gang, that type of thing. I, anything like Saturday morning, uh, waking up early in the morning. Um, I was talking about the other day to this kid, asked him if he ever heard early in the morning, remember the bill? I'm just a bill and I'm only, you know, they used to have that inter education stuff early in the morning. We don't get them type of cartoons no more, you know? So, um, definitely that um you got to realize man that i'm like on the go a lot so i don't watch much tv or any of that type of stuff if i'm doing something i'm planning and i'm plotting to do stuff uh, somebody asked me to watch the mass singer one time and i was like what is this garbage <laughs> so with the tv thing i'm not really into the tv thing i mean if somebody recommend a movie or something like that i might watch a movie you know something like that um wasn't a, a movie, I think they were saying Jingle Jango or something. They said it was pretty good or something like that. But, nah. Okay. I, I try to use my time wisely doing other things, though, so. That, that's a smart thing to do. <laughs> but tell the kids, though, pick up a book. You know, books are good. Yes. Get a great book to read, you know. Um, my thing right now, too, is um, I've always wanted to learn about stocks and 
Um, I'm into that right now, trying to figure things out, you know, with the stop, stop, stock op options and all that stuff, puts and all that kind of stuff, man. So I'm really into reading and learning about that right now. So generational wealth. Yes. <laughs> and then so <clears throat> before we go, I just want to say anything else you want to mention about above all mental health or anything else that we talked about or anything else that we haven't talked about, anything else you want to go into? No, just like people understanding that you have to be physically healthy, you also have to be mentally healthy. You know, um, those two go hand in hand. So, you know, mental health is wealth, just like physical health as well. So making sure you're checking in, especially the people with kids and stuff like that. Like I said, you can get caught up in your own, you know, thing and in your own life. But when those kids are involved, you definitely have to take a step back to see, you know, where they're at and uh, keep them focused and keep them on track. So. Um, with that in mind, it's, it's a thing to where, you know, hopefully 2021 is going to be something different. I know still it's going to be a little rocky in the beginning, but we got this vaccination coming and stuff like that. And, you know, um, hopefully, you know, things end up calming down. Um, that's what I'm hoping for, um, actually. So um, anyone of you guys getting the vaccine? Uh, probably not for a while, as everyone else is getting it first. We're not in the high risk category. Uh -huh. so. Okay. Will you get it, though? Will I get it? I'll probably wait a little bit just to see how the results are going to okay. make sure everything's okay. okay. I'd like to trust the medical experts. They're a lot smarter than I am with medical stuff and health stuff. We just take a month or two, make sure everything's good then. Right. Once I hear I mean, you should do your research. You shouldn't just okay. jump into something without a doubt. Um, For sure. I have to take it because I'm on the front line, so um, yeah. high risk, you know, but yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's scary because you don't know, but you know, um, I guess it's better than an alternative right now. You know, my whole thing is uh, just understanding what the long-term effects of it is and also how long does it last? You know, what if this pandemic continue to go on through the summer? Does that vaccination last or do we have to get something different, you know? So there's a lot of open-ended questions out there um, that need to be answered. For sure, for sure. Yeah. And that wraps it up for the 42nd ever episode of the West Coast Preps podcast. Thank you so much for Anthony Hanna for coming on and talking about above it all, mental health, mentoring kids and everything. Very important at this time period, especially now. Never hesitate to reach out to him, to us, to anybody. If you're feeling down, sad, whatever it is, you're struggling mentally, never hesitate to reach out. There's never an issue with that. So reach out to Anthony, us, any time of day, and we'll be more than happy to help you out. But until then, Check out all of our podcasts at West Coast Preps. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Follow us on social media at West Coast Preps underscore. And follow our work at westcoastpreps.com. Thanks, guys. I'm gone.